Nothing like being played in by Mr. Ben Rector. Welcome to episode 8. Before we get to the episode, uh, I want to take a minute and just tell everybody that June, whether or not you knew this, uh, June is PTSD Awareness Month. And obviously that comes up quite a bit on the show just because uh, of who the host is, which is me. Um, But in the month of June, I I just want to um, encourage everybody, learn a little bit more about uh, PTSD and how it affects people. Um, Not all wounds are visible. It's not a uh, disease or disorder that you can see uh, a lot of the time. And so a lot of the uh, people who are afflicted with it are suffering kind of silently. Um, If you have more questions about it, there's a PTSD center, a national center for it that you can find online. And uh, if you want to know more about it, um, you can honestly just get in touch with me. I'm happy to talk about it. Uh, and I will probably be uh, bringing it up quite a bit on the uh, show's Facebook page and my Facebook. So, um, But uh, this episode is with my friend uh, Sarah Sincati, who I was in the Navy with. Um, really good stuff. She had a, for the first time ever, somebody answered the question, who do you believe you are with I don't know. Um, and that was really cool. I was excited that that happened. So we got into some interesting things, I think. Uh, just to, again, a warning, recorded on the phone, but I think the audio quality is a little bit better than it has been in the past for the phone calls. So um, with that, I'm going to send you over to episode eight. Thank you to everybody who continues to listen. Remember to share it with your friends and enjoy this episode. All right. Hey, everybody. I am here with my friend Sarah Sincati, who I was in the Navy with. And uh, she is in Washington currently and has been kind enough to agree to come on the podcast. So, hi, Sarah. Hi. Um, thanks for doing this. I appreciate yeah. it. Oh, are you kidding me? I listen to them and I love them. And this is an awesome, I mean, this is great. Look, I, continued, I continue to be impressed that anybody listens to them. I, you uh, know, so. see, we've talked about this. I don't see why you're... You've got that. Oh, it's just surprising. Um, Yeah, so (laughs) thank you. Um, You're so welcome. And Sarah is one of those people in my life that calls me Pete. So Mm. everybody listening, don't be thrown by that. That's just what most people call me, actually. So, um, all right, Sarah. So the way that we do this uh, currently is, I will ask you to tell people what you do, and sure. then we will tell people, or we will talk about who you are. So, sure. uh, what do you do? Well, uh, I am a hospital corpsman. I am mm-hmm. in the Navy. I have been for almost five years now. It will be five years in October, uh, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the end of my naval career, which is good. And it's been a very interesting five years, but I'm on to bigger and uh, better things now. Great. Yeah. And for everybody, where, what bigger and better things are you going on to? Well, I am headed to school. I got accepted to culinary school in New York, the Culinary Institute of America. I'm going to, for uh, baking and pastries. I'd like to mm-hmm. reopen my grandfather's bakery eventually. So that's the big, big goal. Oh, I didn't know that, actually. That's pretty cool. Oh, I never told you that? Yeah. I don't think you did. Yeah. My grandfather owned a bakery a long time ago. It closed during World War II. Uh Uh, And it's just kind of been, baking's been a very big part of my life. And it was a very big part of my grandmother's life, my nunji. And she was amazing. She was a huge influence. And it's just kind of, you know, one of those lineage things. I think it's nice to carry on 
something from your heritage. So. Yeah. That's awesome. I really love that. I think we've uh, lost the big, uh, we don't have a sense of that, appreciation for the past anymore, I don't mm. think. You know? I totally agree. Yeah. It's, That's pretty it's good. Kind of and, sad, you're, <laughs> and you're from New York? I am. Not the city, just as a clarification for everybody. I am from upstate, but uh, we would go to the city often, so I don't know. You know what's, wait, you know what's funny? Uh, mm-hmm. My girlfriend is also, uh, she's from a, like around a city, and mm-hmm. so she will say, if she said she's from Chicago, yeah. and now I'm not from any, I'm not from near any big cities, so I don't know yeah. this, I don't know this thing that people do, but you just did it, which is that they have to uh, justify, they're like, I'm not from New York, or like actual New York, and she right. had to do that same thing, she's like, I'm from, uh, she told me she would say, I'm from Chicago, and then people would get mad at her when she wasn't from actual Chicago, you know, well, like you she know, was from the outskirts. It's, it's funny because uh, it, I, there's this weird, like, well, how dare you say you're from New York if you're not from New York City sort of deal. And it's just like, you know, man, New York's a really big state. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. Know? There's a yeah. lot of people in New York. There's a lot of Why don't you just in New York. settle down? Why don't you right. just settle exactly. down? Right, yeah. exactly. I live near the Catskills. I kind of had a, you know, the best of both worlds thing going. Uh-huh. So not Hannah Montana, best of both worlds, more just like a, you know, less crazy version of that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that's interesting to me. But I'm from, like, <laughs> the middle. I'm from the middle of the country, middle of nowhere. Yeah. So, um. Okay, so now, Sarah, why don't you tell everybody who you believe you are? Well, Pete, as you know, as we were talking earlier, um, mm-hmm. I believe that uh, I don't really know who I am quite yet, mm-hmm. which is, you know, for me, is it's hard because I'm Sure. Uh, I constantly want to know things. I, I don't feel comfortable not knowing things, but and it's definitely something that I, I work with and I struggle with, but uh, I am a work in progress. And yeah. I think that uh, I had this, this vision, this image of who I wanted to be, you know, growing up and, and even, you know, even now I have this image of, of, of who I want to be, and but I know who I was in the past. And for me, I struggle was constantly looking back into the past and, and constantly bringing up the past and, and mm-hmm. all of that. Um, and uh, I'm trying to find a balance. So right now I, I really, I, I don't really know who I am. I just know that I'm a work in progress. I'm moving forward. And, uh, yeah. and that, that is, that is me right now. That is my present yeah. self, you know? I, um, so one of the reasons why I'm so excited that you're doing this is because I think that that's such a great, uh, it's so different than the answers we've had previously on this show, which mm. is people have come in with the answers, you know. You just said you listened to it. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. And there are people that, you know, no one's come in and said, I don't know yet. Yeah. Um, and I am so excited to get into that because I think that I don't know is probably uh, – an, an answer that will resonate with more people, like more of the listeners than yeah. a lot of the ones previously. Uh, right. Th- there's something kind of great about not knowing and just embracing, like, I don't know what's happening, you know? Right. Um, so you said uh, just now 
that uh, you don't know, and um, you're not the person you thought you were going to be growing up. So what person did you think you were going to be growing up? Well, you know, uh, when, when I was a kid, I had this image of being, you know, this, this powerful person. I really wanted to be in business, and it's going to sound really shallow. I wanted to be in business because I love business clothes. I don't know why. Ever since I was a kid, I thought suits were amazing. <laughs> it's just like one of those things they were I was just like yeah. oh, like the power suit, you know? So mm-hmm. I always assumed that I was gonna be like a doctor. So you wanted to be Hil- you wanted to be Hillary Clinton. Yeah, yeah. Let's be really honest. I, I, I was really I was really into this suit. So of course I pants I went for the rest oh, of your yeah. life. You know, I told my parents that I was you know, that I went through the ballerina phase when I was like super little and then I went through uh I went through I wanted to be a uh a marine biologist for a mm. really long time. For I don't know. I don't. I like fish. You know. I like yeah. ocean. It sounded interesting. So I'm gonna say something. Almost everybody <laughs> that I went to like middle school with wanted to be a marine biologist at some point. Well, I don't know where know, that came from. That's so I, weird. I don't. I don't either. Uh, but I'll top you on that. I wanted to become an Egyptologist for a little bit. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. I thought that, like, I went through, like, an Indiana Jones phase. That's a very specific, yeah. Oh, yeah. I went through, like, a really, like, I'm going to be that person to, like, discover new pyramids and, you know, be this really cool, rugged, uh, Laura Croft almost kind of deal. So I went from, like, really wanting to... Sarah, if you want to tell me that you were inspired by The Mummy with Ben, uh, Brendan Fraser. I almost call him Ben Fraser. Brendan Fraser. I am... You can admit it. It's okay. This is a safe place. You're okay. I, I will not lie to you. The Mummy was what inspired me, but not Brendan Fraser. Uh, the chick that I can never remember. Oh, she was. A, I don't she know was her a, name either. Yeah. She was a librarian, and mm-hmm. I thought that she was. I was like, I could be a librarian and you. then like become <laughs> an adventurer. Uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love that. That's so. And great. then it came from that to being a little bit more realistic and and sure. thinking, oh my God, uh-huh. I I have to actually make money in my job somehow. <laughs> Uh-huh. And uh, a media, I love to talk to people. I, I love to uh, to work with people's um, problems, even though I have many of my own. It's kind of in my sure. uh, mental capacity. It's my way of coping with the fact that I don't want to deal with my own problems. But I love to help people. I, I really, really do. So I immediately was like, you know what? I want to become a psychiatrist. And I didn't mm-hmm. have any money to do that. <laughs> so here I am in the Navy. And I, I can I sorry. I can't can I stand people, you? so now I'm you know going begging. Oh, how okay, boy, a lot of stuff to get into there. So, um, how old are you when you think you're thinking that you want to be a psychiatrist? When Wait, did that start? How old are you when you're thinking you want to be a psychiatrist? When oh, is that occurring to you? You know, I remember specifically. Uh, I was, it was the end of my junior year. Um, mm-hmm. I had just gone through my first year of public school, and I was freaking out because I didn't really know anybody that year. I was that new weird kid that came from Christian schools, and then mm-hmm. I was in school for a, week, a, a year. And, you know, when you look, I had a, I had a very different perspective on life going into public school with, with um, 
the experiences that I had had in my own schooling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you see all those people with all of their problems and they don't really have anybody to turn to and they don't have anybody to talk to, you're just, I don't know, it struck a chord in me. Yeah. It's really one of those things that hit, that was, that was kind of a, kind of a picnic almost. That was like, yeah. you know, yeah. you should do this. You know, you can help these people. Um and I really, really wanted to. And so I joined, you know, the Navy as a, as a corpsman. I actually went to the recruiter and I told them, I'm not going to enlist unless you put me as a corpsman because the uh, yep. mm-hmm. the ROTC people weren't taking uh, psych majors at the time, which was really annoying, by the way. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of, you know, it worked out. Uh, when I got to course school, though, I was third in line. There were only two spots, and the two people in front of me ended up getting them. And it was really frustrating uh, for behavioral health. But, you know, I kind of recently, looking back on all of that, particularly in the sense of uh, trying to look at my past to to be able to move forward, which I know sounds a little bit funny, but uh, sometimes you have to look back to be able to say, okay, that's, you know, I I get it. Now I've got to, you know, move past that. But uh, looking back, it was kind of, it was kind of like a universal push to yeah. be to be like, hey, maybe maybe this isn't for you. Maybe you are destined to do something different. Um, and so I yeah. would like yeah. to incorporate the therapy session, like the therapy part of food and baking, um, yeah. because that that was one of the, the only things that kept me sane whilst in the yeah. Um Into my bakery, I'd actually really, you know. Big picture goals, like really big picture goals, like 15 years down the line or so. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to start incorporating Wounded Warrior Project into it, really getting, you know, hands-on with people. Because there is no better feeling than making something, watching somebody eat it, and having that, you know, having them have that expression of joy and happiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of, of you made this, it's good, and somebody is is accepting that it is good and verifying that you have done something good. And I think that that's yeah. really that's really therapeutic. Um, Something like, you created. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally. I, um, that resonates with me in a lot of ways. Um, the, the, probably the most obvious being that this podcast is very much that for me, which is yeah. that this is something that I create and that people like. Um, And I get to, I don't get to watch, but I get to hear what people think after they consume it, you know. So um, there is that sense of um, putting something out there in the world and then having people uh, appreciate in a big way. Um, Boy, there's so much stuff in there that I really liked. uh, (laughs) I don't have enough room in this notebook to uh, talk about all the the threads I want to talk to you about. so let's let's track back for a minute. So, um, you grow up. You want to be <laughs> an Egyptologist, I believe. Oh, yeah. at one Point you said. Yeah. And then, um, so you went you you went to Christian school. I think you oh, said. Oh yeah. Or Catholic Several, school. Actually. No, they were they, they were school. Christian. Um, yeah. Oh God, I can't remember the denomination of the first one. I believe the second one was. 
of Pentecostal origin, but I can't can't remember, like, exactly. Uh, I mean, both were were very small uh, Uh class-wise, and I don't know, you know, there's something, there's a dynamic about school and growing up with, uh, in a setting of, how do I want to put this? In such a structured setting. You know, mm-hmm. public schools, I always found public schools to be very, very wishy-washy and, and fluffy. You know, they were this fantasy land that I didn't understand. Everybody just seemed to get to do whatever the hell they wanted. Um, and they seemed fine. You know, they all made it out perfectly normal of mm-hmm. appearing to be, you know. Whereas in Christian schools, we were a very small, very tight-knit group. Uh, everybody knew everything about each other. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, and it... it it was, it skewed, I think it very much skewed my concept of friendship, of re, of reality, really. But at the same time, I have never had, you know, when I was in, when I was in Christian school, I had, like, the best of friends. I only had maybe two really fantastic friends, but we still talk to this day. We don't talk, you know, as often as I would like to anymore. Yeah. But, you sure. know, we grow, we grew up, we moved apart, but we still talk. And I honestly, I don't talk to any of the people from my, from my middle or from my high school experience. Yeah. From my two years of going to, to public school. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that that, that it, it was just, it was an interesting dynamic. The, the whole, why do you why why do you think that's happened? Like, why do you think that you talk to those friends but not the ones from, you know, public? Well, schools? I mean, I grew up with those people. You sure. know, when you spend when you mm-hmm. spend so much time, um, so much time with a person, you know, two years that's not really enough to build a lasting. Yeah, relationship. sure. Not not mm-hmm. not in my opinion anyway. You know. No, they, I totally and they had agree. already yeah. built. You know, I, I went to public school in my junior year, for God's sake. You know, right. I, I didn't know those people. They didn't know me. I was the new kid. I didn't fit in with their society. Uh, I was awkward. Oh, I was so awkward. You're at, least a, <laughs> you're at least a little bit of a person by then. That's a well, weird time to make that transition. Yeah, exactly. especially, you know, and I find it especially odd because I was homeschooled the year prior and I really went through a tough time being homeschooled. And I wait, you know, wait, 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 wait. You were homeschooled the year prior to that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So up until uh, my, my sophomore year, we were in Christian okay. school. And then my, my sophomore year, we got a call from the school. Uh, and they told us, hey, by the way, you don't have enough people, so we're not opening. We were, they were supposed to open two days later. That, oh, so it's very last minute. Because that oh, was going to be my question. Oh, so last yeah. minute. Oh, yeah. So, you're, so, my, so your parents, you don't think were prepared for that at all? Well, you know, I, I don't know, honestly. I wasn't, sure. I wasn't obviously paying attention at that point. It was summer. I no, you I don't know that. You have no <laughs> you way. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you're but, hoping, uh, Sarah, best case scenario, you're hoping this is extended summer vacation for you. Yeah. That's oh, what you're yeah. thinking, when, right? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. When my thinking. mom first told us, I was just like, so we're not doing anything? That's fantastic. So no school. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And sure. uh, that year was very hard for me. I went yeah. into an undiagnosed depression. Um, yeah, yeah. I was, 
I gained a lot of weight. I was very unstable. Um, and I know for a fact, you know, homeschooling is an interesting is an interesting thing. I think that people that homeschool their kids, cool, kudos to you. But if you're going to homeschool yeah. your kids, homeschool them when they're at a young age so that they don't, you know, if you, if you take them out of school and you homeschool them like that, you're going to ruin them. You know, you're going to make well, them really socially awkward. Yeah, but it's you, a tough time to make that transition. I yeah. think, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was, I knew nothing, you know, going yeah, into public yeah. school. I was so sheltered. I was so confused. Uh, like, oh, man, I was so quiet. I would literally just walk around the halls and, and read a book. I was that weird kid that, like, sat at lunch by herself and read, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I ended up making, I mean, I ended up making friends. I can be a, I can be a personal person when, you know, you get me out of my shell. And, and the funny thing is, is that before the Navy, I was, you know, just a crybaby and not really, I was not a strong person. I was a pushover. Um, and the Navy really was the thing that pushed me into being who I am today which is kind mm-hmm. of, a, you know, I, I'm a little, I'm a tougher person now. I'm able to stand yeah. up for myself. And, yeah. and it's, you know, the progression, what, looking back on the, the line of my own growth is, is fascinating to me. Yeah. Because looking back at the person who I was, I, I didn't, I don't like that person. You know, I, I tell people all the time, if you knew me when I was in high school, you wouldn't have talked to me. I yeah. wasn't that person. Um, that's, that's interesting. Um, we're going to get to that. We'll get to the Navy. <laughs> sure. We're going to get there. For everybody listening, we're going to get there. They're, they're, oh, boy. Don't abandon us. We're not going to forget that. Um, so you go from – I really just want to understand this timeline for a minute. So you going to Catholic school from what age to what age? So I was never in Catholic school. It was just a Christian school. Oh, Christian so, school. I keep yeah, saying Catholic. I, I'm sorry. No, okay. you're, I, look, I I'm going to confess right? in the podcast. You're Italian, and I'm just being racist, I think. Well, <laughs> I that because you're Italian, you were Catholic. So I apologize you know, for that. Shockingly enough, my dad grew up Italian, right? Because he's from the Northeast, and he's Italian. and he, Or he grew up, uh, sorry, uh, Catholic. Mm-hmm. And, my and mother, dad is however, a contractor, right? He's a builder. Oh, okay. yeah, right now. Yes, yes, he is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my mom, however, is Southern Baptist by, uh, by her parentage. And oh, okay. they, they met in New York City. It's a ridiculously, upsettingly romantic uh, uh, story that I'm not going to get into because it makes me upset. <laughs> because that's we'll not get reality, into it. for God's sake. <laughs> we'll get into it the next time you're on the podcast. Sure. Yep. Yeah. When you come back, because I assume oh, everybody will, uh, I'll, uh, eventually people will stop agreeing to be on this. I'll just start asking the people that were on it before. you got to have follow-ups, right? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone have a follow-up. What happened with those people? <laughs> we got to follow-up. I like the teaser. You just set one up. Now we're not going to pay it off. And you'll have to come back. That's the way it goes. Keep on listening, everybody. We'll be mm-hmm. back with more. <laughs> um, we will. Yeah. So, I, I mean, we didn't grow up Catholic. We grew up uh, very weird um, is the way that I like to put it. My it's family. weird. Yeah. They, they were, or I grew up anyway, non-denominational. So okay. I like to say I've been to every church under the sun because there are, like, a billion churches in Hudson for some reason. We have, like, a, 
a Zion Baptist, we have a Ukrainian yeah. Orthodox, we have a Russian Orthodox, which, by the way, those are different. Um, no. We have uh, Catholic, like several different Catholic churches, Protestant churches, Luther. I mean, you, you mm-hmm. name it. I've been there. Uh, my parents love, you know, they, they love people. They love to go to, to different churches. I don't know why, um, which is is probably why I view church and religion the way that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, because is, I've had which is melting, melting pot. Well, you know, so here's the thing. I'm agnostic. Um, uh-huh. Mom, if you're listening to this, please don't freak out. <laughs> totally um, okay. Agnosticism is totally okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm agnostic. I, I believe that there is a higher power. Um, I yep. think that, you know, mm-hmm. this this could not be, you know, this world is not the way it is just on a whim of, yep. you know, the the universe exploding. I think that uh, that there is a, a universal destiny for things. Uh, however, yeah. in yeah. that sense, we are not, we as humans are not able to wrap our minds around what that is. I don't care who you are. I don't care how smart you are. Uh, I don't care if you think you've seen aliens, for God's sake. Um, we are fallible creatures. Wait, 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 Sarah. What and if you're me? What if you're me? Hold on. Well, well, Pete, I mean, if you're you, obviously you know <laughs> everything. Get out of here. No. I, I mean, don't. but, you know, this, this, this being that, you know, Christians call God um, is yeah. an infinite being. That and I was actually talking. You, you know Arnold, right? Uh, H and two. I don't know. She's short. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, we went. We went Christmas shopping. We were talking about this, and I was Eunice. explaining to her. Yeah, 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 Eunice. I was explaining to her um, how I believe that people put God in a box. We yep. want. Mm-hmm. We want God to fit in this tiny little. Uh, box so that we feel good about ourselves. We feel good that we know, we know things. Yep. Understand what God totally. is. The problem with that theory, though, is that in, and Jesus himself said this in the Bible, we won't know until he decides for us to know. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sorry, but you know, it's just when people are trying to convince me of you know, God is a loving God, and God is this, and God is that, and God is this, and and that's what he does, and he does this. Okay, cool. I understand, mm-hmm. that, you know, why you would think that. I've read the Bible several times myself. Uh, mm-hmm. But, however, um, that's just, you don't know. And yeah. I would rather, I, I would, and going to so many different churches, it is so almost tragic Watching people, you know, struggle and and uh, and cling to whatever little bit of information they believe or perceive that they know, uh, yeah. while I, I all I want to say to them is why can't you just live and know later? You know, why, why well, are we so why are we so consumed with with trying to put God in a box than yeah. accepting that there is a higher being, a, a higher power, mm-hmm. and living our lives the best that we can live rather than shoving 
a religion. I mean, I'm not yeah. talking about Christianity. I'm really talking about like all religions. Like everything. Just, yeah. Uh huh. Right. No, I know you really are. Is just yeah. the easiest I know you are. Thing I know you are. to you yeah. know, rag on. I guess. Demonize. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And I, I certainly don't mean to. There are perfectly yeah. wonderful Christians that I know that do this. You know, think the same way that I do. However, it's just one of those things that. So yeah. Why do we have to? I, I don't understand it. I, logically, I don't understand it. I like well, it I'm a very logical person, and I just don't get it. You know, well, why, why put why put all of your energy into that when when there's so much more that we could be dealing with? Yeah, yeah. So um, that's, that's think, my form of what religion is. You know. <laughs> yeah, I totally. I and I um. There's a lot of that that uh, resonates with me, and uh, I think resonates with the sort of people that listen to this which is that, you know, there is a big thing, in, and if I've uh, said this previously on the podcast, which I think I have, uh, I apologize to people, but uh, Richard Rohr says that mystery, right, mystery, mm-hmm. is um, not that which is unknowable, but that which is endlessly knowable, you know. Yeah. And so we just have to learn as religious people to embrace mystery more. Mm -hmm. We have to learn to embrace the fact that we're not going to know everything. And, uh, but because of the enlightenment and, uh, I'm not trying to get super philosophical and all that stuff, but because of the enlightenment, uh, we think we can know everything. And then what happened after that was this weird movement where everybody said like, we can't know anything. And there's yeah. a weird middle ground in there that we're still finding, which is mm-hmm. we can know some things. That's what mystery yeah. is. You know, right. mystery will consistently, not consistently, sorry, will constantly like be revealing itself to us. Yeah. But at the same time, we'll never be done with it. You know, that's what's kind of well, great about it. Uh, well, about religion, like about God. Like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I like to think of it like science, you know, with every, with every answer that we, we get, there's only yeah, another, another 30 question. questions yeah. that come mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. And, and I think that that's very fascinating. Isn't that what's great about science? Oh, yeah. Like, that's what's great about yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I just, but at the same time, you know, uh, I, I personally enjoy the, the wonderment of it, the, the not knowing, the knowing, or, or let me put this differently, the knowing that there is more to come but I just don't have that yet. So it's almost like a hope of, of bigger and better things. Yeah. So you're excited to find out. You've yeah. got that curiosity. Okay. Right. But I, I'll wait. I'm perfectly okay with waiting until the proper, you know, the proper time for me to know things because yeah. that's, that's my big thing is that oh, that's everything so cool. is new time. That's a great attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Everything so, is new time. Everything is uh, time. When did you, have you, so you probably haven't always been that way. <laughs> How did you come to peace with that? To have that um, attitude? Well, you know, uh, I, boy, I saw, I mean, I was very Christian for a very long time. You know, like the typical, my, my version of a typical Christian. You go to church like three times a week. Um, I, you know. We did, my family did, you know, prayers, and I had a devotional. Wait, 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 hang on. Your version, of, your version of Christianity was you go to church three times a week? Yeah. It was Wednesday, Wednesday night uh, service. Okay. I'm Saturday there with night. you. 
Saturday night prayer, and then oh. Sunday Sunday morning, and then on the occasions that the churches had them, we either did like so when we were going to the Ukrainian Orthodox Church, mm. there were certain feast days that we went to, which you know incorporated more days at church, um, mm-hmm. and then there were also uh, evening services. There was a church that we went to for a very long time. It was a Pentecostal church that uh, yeah. they did Sunday evenings as well. So you went to church on Sunday morning, uh, and then you had, like, lunch and dinner. Or, you know, my, my mom loves to cook. She's Southern, Little Miss Southern Hospitality. Yeah. Uh, so she, we would always have people over. We would cook. Um, and then we would go back to church that evening, and that was our Sunday. Wow. Yeah, so that that was my version of Christianity for a very long time. And it kind of, you know, I kind of fell away from it going to public school after the after the whole debacle with the homeschooling thing. I freaked out. Mm-hmm. You have sometimes, you know, sometimes when you're homeschooled, you just you have so much time that you're looking at yourself too much. You're you're you see all of the things too intensely. Um and after sure. that, I, yeah. I just kind of, I started to fall away from it. And it, I really fell away from it to the point that I, I didn't even want to believe in anything. I, I was, I didn't, I wanted to run away from it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't believe, you know, looking back on that now, that wasn't healthy. Uh, because yeah. you have to, you know, you have to be able to believe in, in something. Um, I think that the point that, uh, and this is, this is really quite, quite recent in my life that I've really come to be able to allow myself to believe in something, um, probably within the last, you know, year and a half, two years that Mm -hmm. I've really been able to set aside, you know, the things that I am not proud of, of myself and the things that I didn't really believe that I was allowed to, to go back to believing in a higher being or, or to believing in hope or any of it yeah. um, that, that just recently I've, I've allowed myself to, uh, to believe again. Yeah. You know? um, and so it, it's really been quite a new experience for me to be able to say, you know what? No, I'm not a Christian. Um, but I do believe that there is something out there. Uh, actually mm. I just read a great book. Um, the alchemist hmm. don't uh, the per, I can't um, pronounce the guy's name, which is that's, really terrible. But if, okay. if you look it up, the the thing about the alchemist, <clears throat> I picked it up on a whim, uh, and it's all about you know following the signs of life and believing in your personal destiny and and being able to say I'm gonna go for it. And being able to, like, sit down and read it, because I really didn't believe that I was going anywhere with my life. You know, I I was like, I'm in the Navy. I'll do the Navy for 20 years. I hate this, but whatever, I'll do it. Mm. Um, And after reading that, I really stepped back and and looked at my future and said, you know, I see the omens. I see the signs. I know that there's something there. I know that there's something, a driving force getting me to go somewhere. Um, yeah. whether it be, you know, the universe or God or Buddha or, you know, Allah or any of it, whatever it is, I know that it's pushing me towards this place. Um, but can I, can I allow myself to believe in it? And it was so, one of those things that I allowed that book to be my omen to, yeah, to move yeah. myself forward. Yeah. So you, you saw in that book and in your own life, 
um, something that was driving you or pushing you towards a certain direction or in a certain direction. And yeah. you wanted, it sounds to me, and tell me if this is wrong, but I think this is fascinating, which is that you wanted there to be a force behind that, it sounds like. Yes. Well, you wanted you know, there to be something, something bigger pushing you in that direction. That knew, right. you know, that knew yeah. that's the way you were supposed to go. You know? Well, when you grow up, when you grow up with the concept of there's something bigger, all of a sudden not having that something bigger is very dark. It's a very dark place. Sure, it's like, yeah. It's mm-hmm. like drowning in in nothing because there's yeah. nothing. There's no safety net to catch you. There's nothing to say. You know, oh well, this happened for this reason. You know, with yeah, a big with, some, yeah, with something yeah. bigger with something something out there that you know that has meaning to it, you can look back and say, okay, well, well, this happened in my life for a reason, but without that, that this happened in my life because, mm-hmm. and that scared me, you know, that scared me for a very long time, and I well, it's, searched, it's, searched for something bigger, and, and I don't think I found exactly what that bigger, quote-unquote, is. Uh, I like to believe that it's, you know, the universe and destiny and, and higher power, but mm-hmm. it really doesn't matter what it is. It's there for me, you know? Yeah, yeah. So you believe in, and this is very fascinating, because you believe in um, something that a lot of us would call God. But you seem to be, Sarah, if I can challenge you a little bit, you seem to sure. be going out of your way not to call it God. I am. Why do you think, why is that? So you know you're doing that. Why are you doing that? Well, again, so it goes back to my previous statement of, of the mystery thing. Yeah. So I, I don't like to put labels on things because, yeah. I, I mean, there's always going to be this fear of what if I'm wrong, what if I call it the wrong thing, you know, how yeah. dare I. And, yeah. and, you know, again, God, mm-hmm. God in the Christianity terms is an infinite creature, is an infinite being. You know, it's this, this all-powerful, universal thing. So why yeah. would I put a name on something that I don't understand fully myself? Yeah. And, which is, you know. Which is why I go out of my way to, to not say, you know, God or, yep, yep. or you know, another religion. You know, I grew up with God, so we'll just put it as God. I, I go out of my way, though, to say, you know, universe or or whatever, because it's bigger than I am. And the universe is the only thing that I can think of that is bigger than I am. Like, yeah. well, I mean, there's obviously lots of things. But you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, it, it's huge. It's something that I'll never, I'll never fully understand, you yeah. know? And so that, that, that is my reasoning behind it. You have a real sense of um, embracing mystery in a way that I wish uh, more of us could which is that we're never going to understand this thing, you know? We're never going to yeah. get it. And I also like the idea, and the reason I asked you that is because I, I, well, first of all, I was just interested to hear what you said, but your answer aligned with uh, what I was hoping you would say, which is, uh, I don't know what that says about me, but... Um, <laughs> you manipulative man. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> Look, you're uh, peeling, peeling the layers back on the podcast now, but um, which is that, you know, I hesitate. I think I've said in a previous episode, I hesitate to call myself Christian because of all of the 
baggage that comes with that. Oh, and yeah. I think that you hesitate to call this thing God because of all the baggage, not just from your own life, but from uh, the, the lives of the people with whom you come in contact, um, yeah. you know, that we all carry with us. That when you say God, everybody has their thoughts about that. So it's kind yeah. of cool the way, I'm just trying to encourage you in this, I guess. It's kind of cool <laughs> the way in which um, you're embracing it but not. You know, like you have that, like, sense of there's something going on here, and I want there to be more to this, and there is more to this, and I want to talk about it, but we don't have to call it God. Like, I think that's right. a very brave place to be in, you know, especially with somebody that grew up in the church like you did, because that's a, that's a challenging place for us to, uh, that's a challenging place that we arrive at as mm. people that grew up in the church, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, because it's so taboo. How how dare you not call it God? How, yeah. How dare you say that yeah. it's anything other than, you know? And, but um, you and, you said something earlier, which I think really resonates with me, which is that it, it, it limits the bigness of God. It really I does. totally so, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that, which is that um, we can call this thing whatever we want, but good things or truth or love is all, and all those with a capital letter, mm-hmm. are um, still things of God, whether we yeah. call them that or not. And, right. yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah, that's, um, boy, we got off on a thing there. Sorry. You got me excited about something uh, that I am very passionate about. So, uh Sorry to everybody listening. If I'm repeating myself at this point, that might be happening. Um, I only have so many thoughts, Sarah. That's your other thing. Nope, So You're only a man, Pete. Shockingly <laughs> enough, I know. <laughs> I'm only one person, and I only right, have right. so many ideas. Um, when, or, sorry, not when, but what made you decide join the Navy. Why did that seem like the right thing to do to you? You know, that's actually a really funny question that you pose. Uh, When I was a kid, uh I'm saying like when I was, I don't know, I must have been 10, I definitively remember saying, I will never do two things. I will never be a doctor (sighs) and I will never be in the military. And what did my dumbass do? That, those are <laughs> two very oddly specific things for a no, kid to I, say. I don't remember why. I, I think I watched, like, some war movie or some something. That had a doctor just, in it, apparently. And it just, looked, it just looked awful. The life that they led just looked awful. Of course, I'm sure it was, you know, World War II or, or you know, a big war or something. You probably watched it, MASH or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Vietnam era, yeah. And Not and Vietnam, I, I'm sorry, Korea. That's where MASH Well, you know. Uh, I just, I remember distinctly saying, I will not be either one of those. And then, the you know, coming into... The later years, wanting to become a psychiatrist because, you know, that, that is a doctor, technically. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I didn't, I didn't have the money for it. And uh, my brother called me up. I was on a bowling league. 
So, yes, I was really cool in high school. Wow, super um, cool. Obviously. Uh, my brother called me up. By the way, us. not a bowling team, bowling league. Oh, we so were in a league. Yeah, yeah. We, we were in a high school league, and we were terrible. <laughs> Love that. Um, yeah, my brother called me up uh, on the phone, and my brother is a huge inspiration in my life. Um, he is an amazing human being, and I love him to death, and I, I very much value his opinion. Uh, and he was on, he was in the Navy at the time. Uh, he's an AT, or he was an AT. He's out now. Uh, but he, he, I was Can we say for a minute what an AT is for everybody? What's an AT? Let's, Ooh, let's tell them. I think they do something with technology. <laughs> um, I don't know. This <laughs> is embarrassing. This is terrible. I wanted, I wanted you to know so that oh. I didn't have to know. Dang it, Pete. I don't remember. I, was, I think it's avionics. Oh, avionics technician. technician? Is that it? I think that's that what makes, it is. That sounds, that sounds right. Yeah. For all those who are listening that are not in the military, you won't know the difference. You don't care. Who are, we are so sorry. And for all the ATs specifically listening, they oh, hate us. So sorry. We're so, they're so mad at us. Oh, I just yeah, lost man. that audience. They're done. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so, Boy, that was a big gamble, Sarah. I wanted yeah. you to know. And you, you know. and that was a that was a bad gamble. You made a bad choice. <laughs> and you uh, didn't know. Ooh, Thanks a lot. That's how you won't get invited oh. back for a second episode. That's oh, never mind, guys. You'll never know that story that we were talking about. <laughs> You're just gonna yeah. stop your story, also. I was <laughs> bad idea. Uh, so anyway, yeah, uh, my brother called me up and he was just like, well, why don't you try the military? And I, I was really against it. And then my mm-hmm. mom was telling me, well, you can go to community college for two years. And I said, nope, I'm joining the military. Yeah. And that was that. You know, it was, uh, I didn't I didn't want to stay at home. It was a very rough time. Uh, those those last couple of years at home were, were not very good years. Yeah. Uh, they were very stri- strenuous. Um, I mean, I, I love my parents. To the end of the year, so I would do anything for them. But yeah, sure, of course. It was, I mean, every every kid goes through that, I think, uh, yeah. with their family. And I think it was just one of those things I needed to be on my own and discover, you know, what I was going to do with myself and my life. And and kind of, I think I needed to fall on my face for myself mm. uh, mm-hmm. and fail on my own, you know, mm-hmm. without them constantly being there to, to pick me back up. Or to you know to scold me or to do whatever I, I needed to do yeah. on my own, and so immediately because they were suggesting staying you know staying at home for the next two years and and going to community college and and you know getting like a crap job and I was just like nope I'm uh, I'm enlisting sorry goodbye my dad was so against it uh, oh my god he was so against it yeah but yeah I I did it anyway and uh, here I am you think it's ultimately been a good thing for you. You know, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that everything that has happened in the Navy has been a good thing. Sure, uh, no, yeah. I think I, yeah. that there are definitely things that I would want to do over differently. Mm-hmm. However, I would still make the decision to enlist. Um, mm-hmm. I, would, I would not go about that any other way because I think that these last five years in the military have done something um, – almost magical, which is mm. punch which is punch you in the face and say, This is 
real life, and you better get used to it and learn. Yeah. And I learned, you know, and yeah. it's one of those things, you know, if I had not gone into the military, I know where I'd be right now, and it would not be in a good place. I would be in a very bad place. Well, there's something, uh, too, um, that I like that a lot. There's something to the old adage of throwing someone in a deep end, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, you were totally dependent on your parents in your story, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you weren't. Yep. And you certainly struggled during the first part of that, as anybody would, just flailing in the deep end, right? And yep. then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I can either learn to swim or I can drown, you know? Right, um, yeah. There's something there, I think. And it sounds like you uh, have recognized that quality in what you yeah, did. I, I mean, I'd like to think that uh, these last five years have really, I've come out on top with that, yeah. you know? I would uh, say you have. And I, I the for everybody listening, and the crazy nonsense, Sarah, and it's just... Yeah, for and I have known each other for the... Uh, I've, oh, I don't even remember when we met. Yeah, for a while. Um, yeah. And we lived together for a little bit in a house with uh, three so other people, people that oh I would God, never... So I would <laughs> never, never do that again. Um, you know, Pete, I love you, but no, hell yeah. no. No, hell not a, I wouldn't no. do it again. And <laughs> oh, my God. I had Chase on recently. I can't remember if I told you that or not. Um, but he uh, he and I both said the same thing about it, which was that we were happy we did it, but we wouldn't do it again. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was definitely an interesting experience. Would never But, but no, it. thanks. I'm good. Like, I will never do that again. <laughs> However, um, there is something to be said for what you did, which is pretty brave, which is uh, I'm just going to go for this, you know, take a big swing at it. I'm going to throw myself in the deep end and see what happens. Um, I don't know how we encourage people to do that more <laughs> because it's, well, it's, it's such a painful process, you know. It is. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, I – uh, this is something that I've actually been going through a lot recently with, uh, so I go to therapy, um, mm-hmm. and my, my therapist particularly, you know, wants to awesome. hone in on, on class. Class for you. Oh, People can hear that. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Hey, everybody, therapy, by the way, is awesome. If you Therapy's to, the best. If you, if you feel like Please you need to, to like, let things out, do it. It's mm-hmm. amazing. It's I mean, every Sarah, time that I I'm do gonna, it is awesome. So. I'm going to contradict you for just a minute and say that even if you don't feel like you need to let things out, oh, just go yeah. anyway. It's do it. great. Everybody should do it. Yeah, that's um, great. It's like being on this show. I'll just ask you. There's just <laughs> someone that asks you questions about yourself, and you get to talk yeah. about yourself. Oh, it's great. It's great. It's I the best. It. Um, so anyway, we were, but we were specifically talking about, because I have this issue with uh, – I, I, I project my feelings onto other people, and I expect them to feel the same way that I do. I expect it to be like them to be an absorbent sponge that uh-huh. they're going to to absorb my feelings and then squeeze out the feelings, the same feelings. Mm-hmm. They they obviously have no other feelings, or whatever they're feeling is wrong, and uh, and I'm right because I have a superiority complex apparently, <laughs> and. Uh, Mm-hmm. My feelings are right. So I have a similar problem. I'm all, I'm always right also. 
so I right. understand your pain. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm with you but there. Going, going back to, you know, how, how do you get people to, to jump into the deep end, I think, you know, for me it was, it was a personal point. You can't lead a person to water and force them to drink. That's called drowning a person. Yeah. Uh, however, you can lead them to water and explain and be like, this is, this is water. You need the water, but it's your choice. And, and for it's me, the greatest thing that happened when I drank the water. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and, and for me, it was, you know, I had a decision. I only had two, and the decisions that I had were not the best in my opinion, but I chose mm-hmm. the one that I thought would, it may have not been the path of least resistance. Like, you know, I could have accepted the money for my parents and just gone to community college and become, you know, a drug addict for God's sake, you mm-hmm. know, who knows? But, uh, but I decided to go the rougher route because I knew that in the end something had to happen. I, I, I saw it, you know, the, I had this I had this view of the military, this beautiful view of the military that it was going to be heroic and this romantic, you know, thing. I was going to be that, that person that went out and, and helped people. I was going to be a corpsman. I was going to drag people off of the, you know, off of the battle line. Of course, that didn't happen. It was mm-hmm. a clinic. But at the same time, there, I, I saw that there had to be a change. There's something had to change. And I think that people come to a point in their lives where they say, Something has to give. Something has to change. I need to go yeah. a different path, or I am going to be, yep. or I'm going to, you know, it, it's a choice of sink or swim. I, I mm-hmm. decided to jump into the pool myself, but I decided to swim and not sink. I yeah, they're they're in. Um, well, you really hit on what I think this whole thing, this whole podcast has been about, which is those moments. This mm-hmm. is. You know, wherein people decide, I'm either going to let myself sink to the bottom or I'm going to fight and I'm going to swim and I'm going to, you know. And that's the moment where a lot of people, their life takes a turn one way or the other. And the reason I do this is because I want us to think about those moments more. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of the time I think what people will find out about themselves in the same way you have and the same way I have is that in those moments you'll find out? Oh, I, I, uh, I fought, and I, you know, I fought to keep my head above water, and I swam to the side, and now here I am. I'm sitting on the, you know, side of the pool, and I'm above, and I'm not struggling anymore. Yeah. But nobody ever asked me about the moment before I swam to the side of the <laughs> pool. You know, right. nobody ever asked me about that, and I just, I, I keep it inside myself. But, and so then we all, when we go through those moments, we sit around and we think like. Nobody has this moment where they're struggling to find the side of the pool. It's like, no, everybody does. Yeah. Everybody's got it in their own way. And yeah. um, for people like us, I think that, you know, the danger is that, like, we tend to compare, especially in the military set, we tend to compare our experiences to everybody else's experiences. Oh, and say, yeah, absolutely. You know, we're not, uh, I, didn't, uh, I didn't deploy as much as somebody else, or I wasn't mm-hmm. in this experience with somebody else. And so I don't have any right to be this way. And it's right. sometimes like your experiences are what they are, and you right. feel the way you feel because of them. There's no standard. This is not uh, – there's no scale by which all this stuff is measured. And yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah. just getting people to think about um, the reasons why they are the way they are is mm-hmm. 
perhaps the most challenging thing, you know? Um, oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, when so when you first started this whole podcast, it, it really kind of hit me. Uh, I was actually extremely hesitant to even come on because I was like, you know, well, what am I going to say? What, what am I going to tell people that, you know, I don't know who mm-hmm. I am? Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm desperately searching for a way to not be what, you know, what everybody perceives, what the world perceives me to be, you know, that yeah. I was this person. I, I had this image, you know, I mean, you and I were talking about it earlier. I had this image of who I wanted to be and then the world made me something different. And now I'm trying to be what I wanted to be at the beginning, but from yeah. a way that the world has changed me. So now I'm trying to find the, that middle ground, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, and I was terrified to come on, but I think that, you know, having this and being able to stop for just a second and say, who am I? Yeah. Who who do I really believe that I am? You know, where am I in my life? Even if, like me, even if it's, it's I have no idea. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting to that person. I can see the goal. You know, I trip a lot and I, I fall into stuff all the time. Yeah. But... Um, but who doesn't? Right, but it's just one of those things. It's it's, and I, that's why I love this. I love this podcast, Pete. I can't oh, say enough, you. man. Thank uh, you. Yeah. But it, it was it was really something that got me thinking, like, hey, you can be something different. Yeah. But first, you have to figure out what you are first. You know, you, you have mm. you have to you have to go to ground zero, and. Well, there's... I think that was important for me anyway. So anybody else at Ground Zero, welcome to my world. Yeah, no kidding. And 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 there's an old thing. There's an old saying that says like you have to know where you've been to know where you're going. Yeah. And um, for sure, for myself, I spend a lot of time not knowing where I've been or where I was even. And mm-hmm. you know, so I can come into this with an attitude of, uh, I've been there, you know, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of me telling people like, yeah, I've been there too, especially with the anxiety stuff, um, and the mental health stuff, which I, I, I know you've gone through as well. Um, oh yeah. Anxiety. So, oh like a friend my God. Of mine. God. <laughs> I know. And, and, you know, we save some time on the podcast, but for people that don't have anxiety, it's uh, so hard to explain to them oh, yeah. what it feels like, you know, yeah. and how just arresting it is in those yeah. moments when you're like, I'm thinking about so many things that I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I, I go into overwhelm modes, I like to call them, where uh, I can't. Everybody, everybody has can't. their own word, like their own phrase for it. So oh, it's so yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah everybody has know, their own I, thing, yeah. I go into this thing where I can't do anything else, so I end up, you know, sweeping my floor <laughs> for hours. Uh-huh. Just something to do. Yeah. yeah. Anything mm-hmm. besides what I should be doing, you know, all of the things that I have to be doing. Yeah, no, I don't, mm-hmm. I can't, I physically can't, so I sweep my floor. I will, um, people don't understand, if you're not like a video game person, people don't understand why a video game's good to people. And I was uh, telling somebody recently, I was like, you know, when I come home from work, and I'm a paramedic, right? And I come home from work. If something particularly crazy has happened or it's been, like, a busy day, I want to sit and just play, like, baseball on my PlayStation. Because mm-hmm. it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
It's yeah. just a task that I can be engaged in, mm-hmm. and there's stakes to it, but the stakes don't really mean anything. Like, I want to win the game, <laughs> right. so yeah. I, I have a focus, you know? Uh-huh. And yours yep. is the same. Like, I want the floor to be clean. It but if you really don't get anything else, but I'm right. clean, so. Right. <laughs> and if you don't get every inch of it clean, it doesn't actually matter. But you at least have a, something to think about in that moment, you know. Oh yeah. So that we don't think about all the other stuff. You know? mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's what um, having anxiety is like, and that's what like managing it is like. It's finding all that stuff to. What want to say? distract you from mm. thinking about all these other things. That's you know? yeah. um, so funny. Uh, well, we're coming around on an hour, and so I want to do some rapid-fire with you because you're a big reader. I know that you are hey, yes. a person that reads a lot, so I don't want to miss the opportunity to ask you some of those questions. So um, sure. what is the last thing that you read? Uh the last thing that I read actually was is this book called The Places That Scare You. Uh, it is by That's so fitting. Get out of here with yeah. that title so fitting for what we were just mm-hmm. talking about. But anyway, oh, go on. I, yeah, so it's called The Places That Scare You. It's actually my, my therapist recommended it. Hey guys, mm-hmm. therapy. Remember that? Yeah, awesome. Therapy, um, do it. <laughs> it's by Pema uh, and I'm gonna get this so horribly screwed up, I'm so sorry. Uh, Cho Chodron, C H O D-R-O-N, if you, uh, if you are afraid of your emotions, if you are afraid of going to dark places inside, your, inside yourself, if you don't know what direction you're going to, read this book. It's amazing. Mm. I super highly recommend it. Also, The Alchemist, everybody. I'll re-put that one in there. Yeah. Uh, just, oh, my God, incredible, incredible book. So that's mm. but the, the Places That Scare You is the last book that I actually started reading. So That makes me want to read it. The way you describe it. The, the, the places you're going. I'm oh, it's great. That. Yeah. You, you would love it, Pete. You really would. Um, <laughs> what what uh, are you watching on Netflix currently? All right. Don't judge me. I am I'm about Bob's, to judge you. Bob's Burgers is my Netflix thing Whoa. right now. Uh, that you show is the only person that I know amazing. that is watching that show. <laughs> Uh, first of all, if you're not watching that show, you are wrong. No, I'm not. I'm gets, not wrong. I'm, I'm sorry. The more that you watch it, the better it gets. Also, my HBO watch right now, The yeah. Newsroom. If you haven't been watching The oh, Newsroom, that's a good one. you yeah. are mm-hmm. wrong. How dare you watch mm-hmm. The Newsroom? Okay. Yeah, that's, that's good. Though. That's Aaron Sorkin. You can't go wrong with The Newsroom. Oh, it's uh, amazing. Um. That, what is the last movie you saw in theaters? Civil War. Guys, what? You oh guys. You guys. I see, oh everybody God. see Captain America Civil War. It's fantastic. It's amazing. Can we all oh, disagree so that good. it was incredible? I'm it's not a huge so Marvel good. follower. I haven't watched all of the Marvel things. I watch them every once in a while, and I was really skeptical about going. And then I went, and it was the perfect. <laughs> It was and the it perfect change movie. your life. It's okay. I mean, to I'm say. not going to go and, and you know watch all of the Marvel movies now. That there are a lot of movies. However, uh, it's you an amazing should, movie. Not, you know what we okay. should do? Sarah, Sarah, you know what we should do? We should mm. go back and watch all of the Marvel movies before Civil War, 
And then go see Civil War again. Or it's even better when you know. No, not or. I There's could not an or. Just go watch Civil War again. No, oh, well, that's fine. Let's be okay. honest. That movie was great. So that's a good or. I'm good with that. That's okay, fine. great. Um, what was I going to say to you? Oh, and just as like a fun thing at the end, we're both excited about the new Star Trek movie coming out. Oh Everybody go see that. If you uh, haven't seen the yeah. new trailer for Star Trek Beyond, go just see it. Go see it because... Go all, Google that right now. How it dare you great. not watch that yet? Because it's been out for, what, it a looks month? It great. Months? It's amazing. I can't it's wait. It's been out I, for a while. It looks good. Damn. Oh, my God, I'm so excited about that movie. Can I tell it's you, be amazing. Can I tell you something? What? I mm. um, was very skeptical of that movie. And mm-hmm. listen, Sarah, you know, and some of the people listening I know, I am a giant Star Trek fan. Oh, you're um, All the way. Oh, big time. And I was very skeptical of the first trailer that came out because I was like, I don't know what we're doing here. And then I yeah. saw it's that trailer. A little confusing. The one. The most recent one, I was like, yep, totally going to see that. It looks great. Try and stop me from going opening night. It's going to be awesome. Well, um, do, do you remember the time that we were sitting in the Coopville Kids' house uh, and we were watching it? And I Oh, thought, we're going to reveal this to everybody? Oh, it's okay. I'm fine with it. First of all, it's a hilarious story. And second all right, story. hang on, hang on. So let me um, say to everyone before I tell you this, uh, spoilers. Oh. If you haven't seen Star Trek Into Darkness, at this yep. point, if you haven't seen Star Trek Into shame Darkness, shut, well, first of all, uh, shame on you. And second of all, shut off the podcast because we're going to ruin some stuff. Um, big time. <laughs> there's a moment in, which, in that movie in which, um, <laughs> I love this, that <laughs> uh, Kirk dies. Oh, my God. It was so upsetting. I and they cry. put it's their hands... On the, uh, so Spock is there, Kirk is it's there. It's so emotional. They're separated between the glass, and they put their hands on the glass, and they and do the live long and prosper. Oh, it's so great. And then, and, and then, and then he dies. And then he dies. And now, like, hang on. Now, for those of you who are Star Trek fans, that's a callback to, um, I'm going back. Is it Wrath of Khan? It's Wrath of Khan. Uh, It's a callback to Wrath of Khan, wherein Spock is the one that dies. Anyway, I don't want to get into it. We don't have to make this a Star Trek podcast. But (laughs) although although I would love that. um, And then, uh, so so Kirk dies. What happens later in the movie and into darkness, and this is a spoiler, is that Kirk comes back to life. I didn't know that. Sarah didn't know that. Sarah didn't know that, and what did you do, Sarah? Oh, God. So, mind you, disclaimer, I was a little bit drunk. Just tell me point. what you did, though. And I don't, like, don't make sunshine, make excuses. <laughs> and I, I, was sitting, I was sitting on the floor with a pillow, sobbing. Not, like, cute crying, you know, where you're just, like, sniffling. No, I was full-on, like, ugly it's pretty hysterical. cry. It was pretty hysterical oh, crying. God. It, it was, was pretty really hysterical upsetting. crying. I was, I was deeply upset at the fact that Kirk had died. And Jeff Payne, Jeff Payne from episode Payne. seven, no, six, episode six of this podcast, 
and I were watching that movie with her, and we were laughing hysterically. Well, I distinctly remember Jeff turning to me and goes, are you crying? <laughs> and I go, shut up. It's upsetting. I'm sure that that happened. Um, oh, it absolutely did. Great story. I'll never forget that. One day, I'm going to have you and Jeff and Andrew on to talk about Sleepaway Camp. Um, you mean Brooklyn Drew with the uh, weather? Brooklyn Drew, yes. Um, all right, Sarah. Well, hey, thanks for doing this. I appreciate oh, man. it. Thanks for having me on. This was awesome. I'm this is so glad that it worked out to do this. And uh, I've been told recently that we need to have more females on the podcast. So I'm glad hey, that that's I'm that. a female. So. You, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> By the way, if you've listened all the way to this point, we're wondering, is that a female? She nope. just yep. confirmed it for you. I, that I am, everyone. Sarah, where can people find you on social media <laughs> and such if they well, want to continue having a conversation with you? Oh, well, Pete, I am not very technologically sound, but you can find me on Facebook, uh, Sarah, sure. with an H, everybody. I am not, uh, I am not you one of the right. You spell it the right weird way. people. Yeah, I spell it the right way. Sarah with an H, uh, Sincati with a C, by the way, not an S. Uh, good luck spelling that, though. I have faith in you. I, yeah, like that we're just not gonna, I like that we're just not going to tell them how to spell it. <laughs> nah, it's figure it out. Oh, you guys will figure it out. It's, okay. it's like a game. It's a fun game. Yay. <laughs> so. so, yeah, but Facebook, uh, hit me up if you, if, you know, I'm perfectly good with that. Maybe shoot me, like, a disclaimer of, hey, this is why I'm in getting in touch with you. I listen to the podcast, and I have some questions. I there like that. There you go. Yeah. Um, I am... On the Twitter, the Twitter is what the you call Twitter. it. Obviously. Uh, at Chris you can follow me there. You don't have to because it's not super interesting. And um, you can also like this podcast on Facebook now. We have a oh. The Chris Peach, the, the Chris Peachcast. That's the name of my show. The yep. Chris Peachcast. I didn't even know the name of my own show. It's, the Chris Peachcast on Facebook. You can like that. We'll send some updates your way. You can share that with people, and then you don't have to, um, they don't have to be my friend on Facebook to get updates about it. So that's pretty cool. Um, also, if you like the show, please, please, please send us a rating and a review. Sarah, have yes. you rated or reviewed the Chris Pete cast on iTunes? Hey, Pete, don't hate me. I you haven't. Yet. You haven't. But- I will totally go do that right now. We, now. We're not, well, look, this episode isn't being published now. Oh. You haven't done that. Dang it. No, I'm just kidding. Look, if you're like Sarah, the guest of this episode, and you haven't taken the time to wander over to iTunes and give us a rating or review, please do that because it helps Good. me out a lot. Um, there you go. And it gets us in the algorithm. It just helps more people find the show, and that's uh, – I want more people to hear the conversations. Obviously, we don't have anything figured out, but I like that. Yeah, that's uh, okay. Yeah, that's probably the best part, that people can hear. Oh, there's other people that don't know what the heck's going on. So, um, do that. What else do I have to say about? Nothing. That's it. We're done. Sarah, thanks for doing the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, looking down from the